golden lamps at each of ten broad windows running the diner's length, and, in booths behind those lamps, looking snug and content, customers. The diner wasn't Breeze. She just worked there. But she liked looking at it. Same with Panama. Up the hill, at the spot where East Main leveled into an oval around the town green, snow capped the steel roofs of the row of tall Federals and beyond, white on white the church steeple. Down the hill, at the spot where the road dipped past the old train depot, snow hid the stains that years of diesel abuse had left and put a hearty head on the large wood beer stein that marked the Sleepy Creek Brewery. Panama was ten minutes off the highway on the truck route running from Concord to Montreal. Being neither here nor there was one of its greatest strengths. There were no cookie-cutter subdivisions, no planned developments with architect-designed wraparound porches. Porches had been wrapping around houses in Panama since the days of the Revolution, not for the sake of style, but for community. Those porches were as genuine as the people who used them. Add the lack of crime and the low cost of land, and the town's survival was insured. Bright minds sought haven here and found inspiration. The brewery was but one example— There was also a bread company, workshops producing hand-carved furniture and wooden toys, and a gourmet ice cream factory. Native Panamanians lent stability. Newcomers brought cash. Bree drew in a snow-chilled breath, held it deep in her lungs, let it slowly out. The occasional snowflake breached the leaves overhead to land in an airy puff on her arm, looking soft, feeling rich those few seconds before melting away. On impulse, she slid around the tree trunk to face the woods. Here, the snow picked up the diner's lights in a mystical way. Drifting leaves whirled about, forest fairies at play, Bree fancied. From nowhere came childhood images of carousels, clowns, and Christmas, all more dream than memory. She listened hard, half expecting to hear elf sounds mixed in with those of nocturnal creatures. But, of course, there were none. Foolish Bree, high on snow, time to go inside. Still, she stood there, riveted by something that made her eyes mist and her throat ache. If it was wanting, she didn't know what for. She had a good life. She was content. Still, she stood there. Behind her came a fragment of conversation when the diner door opened, and the subsequent growls, muted by billowing flakes, of one big rig, then a second. By the time the semis had rumbled out of the parking lot, cruised down the hill, and turned toward the highway, the only sound left was the cat's paw whisper of snow upon snow. The diner door opened again, this time to a louder, Bree, I need you!' Brushing tears from her eyes, she pushed off from the bark. Seconds later, she was running back across the road, turning her head against the densest of the flakes, suddenly so desperate to be back inside, where everything made sense, that she grew careless. She slipped, fought for balance with a flailing of arms, landed in the snow all the same. Scrambling up, she brushed at the seat of her black jeans and, with barely a pause to shake her hands free of snow, rushed inside to be met by applause, several wolf whistles, and a way to go Bree. The last was from a trucker, one of the regulars. 
Another round of applause broke out when she wrapped her icy hands around his bull neck and gave an affectionate squeeze on her way to the kitchen. Flash, the diner's owner and executive chef, met her at the swinging door. A near full gallon of milk hung from his fingers. It's bad again, he said, releasing the door once she was inside. What are we going to do? Look at the roads. No deliveries coming anytime soon. We have extra, Bree assured him, opening the refrigerator to verify it. Flash ducked his head and took a look. That'll be enough? Plenty. Seventeen's up, Bree, the grillman called. The diner sat fifty-two, in ten booths and twelve counter stools. At its busiest times, there were lines out the door, but bad weather slowed things down. Barely thirty-five remained now. Leanne Conti was serving half. The rest were Bree's. Balancing four plates, holding a total of twelve eggs, twelve rashers of bacon, six sauces.